Welcome to Slow and Steady, the podcast where you get to follow along as we build products in public. Each week, we'll give you an honest peek into our lives as we share our struggles, our wins, and everything in between. I am Adicta, and today I am feeling all the feels. And I'm Benedict. Today is June 22nd. This is episode number 96, and I'm feeling productive. So jealous. Brian, yeah, Brian <laughs> just sent a message before we started recording that his internet is super crappy today and he shared screenshots of like less than one megabit upload and like point zero point two download speeds. Sounds like he's barely able to send messages. <laughs> so he's skipping on short notice today. Struggles. He had some struggles yeah. last week as well. So... We'll have to cross our fingers and like pray to the internet gods that he will be Absolutely. back next week. <laughs> but by the way, um, like we 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 didn't quite touch on this in the last last week's recording. Welcome uh, to the show as an official co-host. Woohoo! <laughs> Nailed the audition. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did. Um, and I feel like I feel like uh, Brian's internet troubles last week during the recording and his internet troubles today are just one more confirmation that this was a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> so it might just be Benedicta Benedicta for weeks at a time, but no, hopefully he gets in. He needs internet to work as well, so I'm I'm really hoping he gets that, like he gets better internet moving forward. Otherwise, yeah. Yeah, like, let's not hope this will be like a two... Like, th the plan wasn't to make this a two-person <laughs> show uh, going forward. But, I mean, it's still better than just me bubbling alone, so... Um, it's hard to tell. It's hard. I, I do um, wonder how the people who do these solo shows do it. Yeah, I don't know. I, yeah. I, I can't. <laughs> I do solo streams, but then I code, so I have something to, like, talk about. But... Um, yeah, I do status updates alone as well, I guess, but those are more anyway for this show, better with the conversation. So, absolutely, this, <laughs> this is the spirit like, uh, this is a conversation type, uh, type show. So, um, uh, yeah, better to be a two person team on this, <laughs> <laughs> anyways. What's what's up on your side? What what happened? Yeah, so yeah, I said I uh, feeling all the feels. So uh, it's been a crazy week because uh, I am like super stoked about the summer fun Gatsby summer functions that I talked about last week, which is kind of my Queen Ray project. And then I'm a little sad I haven't done anything for POW really this week. And then on Friday, we finally got confirmation about like a year or two of struggles with my mom that she has Alzheimer's. So that kind of it was very like a big relief that we finally got the di diagnosis, but also, I don't know, made it final. And I started relaxing in a way, I guess. So this weekend I was just like very tired. So I'm like stoked. I'm tired. I'm not feeling productive on some project. Very jealous about your productive feeling. Um, yeah, so it's a, it's a big thing. It's going to be... Uh, we she's our landlord and neighbor so we're gonna be um like having to manage that in between like business stuff in the coming year so we'll see how much yeah how much energy that takes or kind of time uh but it also got me like i really want this like ray codes uh queen or queen ray i mean queen ray stuff to work because it would be nice to have you know a little kind of side income <laughs> from that this summer <laughs> so i can take some more time off next uh, next year but let's yeah, yeah. we don't have well, to talk sorry to hear to hear about that um that's obviously yeah. not good news but i kind of i can can relate to the to the feeling of relief or like finally knowing what's going on and like getting rid of the uncertainty that's yeah even though it's sad news it's kind of also Good to know, finally, right? Yeah, and also like the problem solver in me is like, okay, now, like now we have we have something. Now, now we, we know what we're dealing with. We know yeah. what we're dealing with, and also it's such a, uh, I wouldn't, and that's simple. What's it? Clear. It's such a clear thing that like the you know everything else falls into place in regards to, you know, like social uh, benefits and and um, and treatments or not. There there aren't any treatments, but like how we can follow up and get help from from different um parts of our system here in in norway so it's very um good in that way that we have something 
very concrete that we can work around and get help for and none of that like well maybe she just like we don't know you know <laughs> it's, yeah. it's you know and as she's so young she's only 61 so it took them a lot of time to like realize that it was actually the problem and not other stuff so mm-hmm. anyhow she was a yeah, high they- earning consultant until two years ago or three years ago. So I uh, also put a little bit into the perspective that, you know, might only have, you know, another 16 good years in me and not like 30 or 40 or whatever I had pictured in my mind. I don't know about you. <laughs> well, but, you never know, right? Yeah. I mean, you could so. be living through a hundred or even get even older and be like, like consulted with 100 who knows yeah. oh yeah <laughs> or that maybe be- uh you fall off a cliff tomorrow yeah <laughs> which i don't hope will happen <laughs> i don't hope that hope happens to any of us <laughs> no it's kind of yeah it, it is we just give a little bit of a perspective on and and also on power which is kind of you know what i try to keep as my main focus and my main business like i really want power to like become like my big thing my life's work, I guess, but um, I keep doing other things. So I'm going to try and take um, the advice I gave Brian last week about just working on it a little bit at a time because it feels, and that there are some features that aren't that big, but I just make them big because it just feels like such like an important and big project um, that I don't take start taking those bites out of the elephant or whatever that 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 quote is um so i'm gonna take that advice and try to just like do you know 15 minutes a day as i told ryan last week and just keep at it because it's Mm. it is important to me and i need to um move forward on that so i had some more updates but but let's move over to your productive week before we talk about (laughs) any of my my other stuff (laughs) okay fair enough (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I was just about to say, like, it's not like I, you maybe didn't get a lot of work done on power, but like just everything else you did, that's that's an achievement already. So, yeah, well, yeah, I'm pretty so bad about anything. OK, I'll summarize then since you like prompted yeah. me. <laughs> so to go to the summary, as I was a little bit of a wobbly intro there, but um, I felt like, it, I, you know, if uh, people love me around the Internet, if like I fall out every now and then from the inter- Internet, you might know why then since we've shared uh, the personal news. But on the business side, so uh, Queen Ray has been super busy. So I managed to get the uh, program for Gatsby Summer Functions nailed. And there are some really cool bonuses coming. I already have uh, Jason Langsdorf, who's the... He used to be DevRel, but I think now he's like chief of developer experience at Netlify to do a bonus episode on how to deploy Gatsby Functions to Netlify. And then there are other fun bonuses in the works. Just check out uh, queen.ray.codes. And then I have a little bit of a question, though, for you and Brian, but Brian's not here. <laughs> um, I called it Gatsby Summer Functions, and I thought about starting it pretty early in July, but now it seems it's going to be like July 17th to August 27th. And would that still be summer to you in like your country? Is, is end of August still summer? Yeah, like for me personally, end of August is still pretty much so- summer. It probably even like fall at least in my mind only starts in october or so okay so. Oh, that's great news because in norway it's kind of like summer is like two weeks in july i feel like <laughs> right now it's super cold uh fi- suddenly like after a month of, of nice spring weather like today i'm in a scarf because suddenly it was like 14 degrees today instead of like the summerly 20 so i felt like oh summer has to be in july but then i thought about americans as well and they often like september is still summer for them as well so i was like maybe it could work to just like move it so i have a little bit more vacation give myself a little bit more vacation than just a week um this year <laughs> before this the summer also like always like the southern hemisphere so yeah there's oh, yeah. somewhere somewhere almost all uh, <laughs> Yeah, I can do the summer functions for Christmas for the Australians. I have some friends down in Australia, so maybe I should just go there for Christmas and do summer functions again. I don't know if they call... Do they call it summer, though, or do they call it winter? Like, do they call it summer and it's cold, or do they call it winter and it's warm? I guess it's summer for them. I mean, 
Yeah. I think the definition of summer is that it's sunny and warm and no snow. <laughs> I, I need to look this up now. I've never thought about it, actually. Wow. Got to look that up. But anyway, so that was uh, Queen Ray. And then, as I said, the Pau Benedicta hasn't really done anything. And I need to take the my own advice. But I still have some time to make something that I can show on Friday. Because that's the show and tell I told you about last week. So either I'm just going to finally make the demo data that I need to kind of show off POW without showing off my personal <laughs> personal data, um, or I'll work on that calendar feature. I think probably just the demo data so I can actually show it because that's been on the backlog for a long time and shouldn't take that long. It's just a boring thing to do. So I think I'm just going to do that for um, for Friday. And then, as I said, summer vacation is coming up. So on Saturday, we go sailing. And then on Tuesday next week, we're going to my mom's cabin for like a, almost a week. And then it's back in Oslo for Oslo summer, um, which I think will be really fun. Usually I go to Sweden to my summer. I have a summer house in Sweden um, as well. <laughs> but um, I haven't been able to go there last summer and this summer because, you know, the pandemic. And it's the first time since the war that the border between Norway and Sweden got closed, which is kind of mm. weird. But it's open again, yeah. but there's quarantine and blah, blah, blah. So we're not going there this summer, but next summer. And then in August, I'm just saying my plans out loud so that I will like stick to them. So in August, <laughs> it will be like all hands on deck for POW because I have then a full month um, before I go back to my client, client in September. So. That's all nice. my, that's my week or my, uh, my update. Yeah. Now we can go well, over to your super productive week. I'm very inspired by it, by the way. <laughs> I still have one more question though. Oh, you, I'm like trying uh, to, you am, am I to ask questions. <laughs> I I like I'm, I'm, I'm kind of like pretending that I didn't do anything this week. I don't want to talk about my stuff, but, um, I noticed like at some point last week, you like you had pricing up for for this program, and I kind of liked your pricing because it wasn't too cheap. <laughs> but yeah. now that I checked the website, it's not there anymore. What happened? Yeah, so I have I have um, a group coaching program with uh, somebody called Jonathan Stark. His like whole thing is hourly billing is nuts. If you haven't heard about him, um, yeah, and he does so on our Thursday group uh, coaching calls he does teardowns of websites so i should like i had my website up and then he could do a teardown of it and everyone liked the pricing and he liked the pricing so the pricing will stay probably but he was like well you're asking people to kind of pay but then also sign up to hear more so it's like either or and since i hadn't finalized the program yet i took away the pricing and just put up like to hear more but as somebody else in the coaching program said like nobody really will sign up to hear more of something that's starting in July. So it's kind of just a draft and we're like officially, I'm thinking about officially launching this weekend and then pricing and the full program will be there because last week I didn't really have a program, but this week I have um, a full program and a super cool design. Did you like the new design? Yeah, it's, it looks uh, super yeah. cool. Yeah. Navigator Paul from the uh, Gatsby Deep Dives with Queen Ray and the Natural Pirates made the design for me. So it's super fun. Not so piratical because the pirates are back home and the queen is throwing functions to raise more money <laughs> for another voyage, I think is our backstory. <laughs> that sounds like it's, uh, yeah, that's, that's what's happening. I'm sure yes. about that. Yes. So yeah, no, so the pricing is coming back, um, but I'm working on how to phrase it. So you like the pricing, yeah? Because it was two fifty, five fifty, and then a lot. Um. <laughs> I like a lot. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, I thought it was it was pretty good pricing because, like, usually when when you start thinking about stuff like that, you like at least my my gut feeling is always to make it way too cheap. And he's like, yeah, twenty nine, forty nine, whatever, and then you end up selling like. A handful and have a lot of work especially as you're doing coaching and stuff like that and in the end you realize oh i'm putting a lot of effort into this but not getting that much out of it so yeah aiming higher is probably a good idea there it's it's helped to be both in in i've been in uh, the pricing seminar with jonathan stark also um two rounds i think i didn't really complete them but like some of the knowledge is seeping in on how <laughs> to do these things um and also i think one of his tips 
for people like me who don't like writing, as we've talked about before, is to do these programs live. And then this will only be for the people listening to the show will know this, though, <laughs> at this point. But it's <laughs> to then after you've done the live version, you can package it, package it as an online course. Because then you mm -hmm. already have the videos and you can get them edited. But you get that live feel in the videos that yeah. I at least have a hard time getting if I'm just like yeah. photo or uh, videotaping myself and there's no one there live. I get a I get a I get very bored, like, you know, welcome to blah blah. So I wanna do uh, I wanna do these live and then hopefully cut them so that they can work as an online course and then add in the resources and other things that we need for it to be a course. Uh, and then the pricing would obviously be a little bit different because then uh, you won't get that personal, um, what's it called? Personal, personal, personal. Coaching, mentoring. Coaching, yeah. <laughs> that personal, I was going to say personal touch, but that felt wrong. <laughs> Um, well, yeah, you won't get that. that as like, well. Yeah, maybe that as well. Yeah, so this will be then this summer will be one of those like cohort courses where you actually, you know, I will follow follow up with you and you will be able to ask questions in a small group setting and you and also get pair programming if you want. While mm -hmm. then this fall you will be able to do it as a self paced uh, challenge. Yeah, yeah. But I've seen people also like. Nonetheless, include like a a one on one pair probing session in the higher tiers, and then nobody yeah. takes them up on that. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I could do that idea. as well. Yeah, I could do that, <laughs> but then price that you know, uh, like it should should be as well. Uh, we'll see though if anybody buys these. Like this is the scary thing with with something like this where it's like a big launch and everybody has to pay before a certain date. While you know with Pow or Assess, like you you also have then it's a trickle at least even for power when i don't do that much marketing like i sell a little bit every month it's not like all or nothing for a big launch date but for summer yeah. functions it's going to be it's going to be a big launch date and then um you know if nobody buys by that date like we're not going to do it <laughs> which is mm. yeah 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 we probably will do it anyway because the way I've set it up now is that we'll do we'll do live shows on Friday on YouTube like we've done this spring with our Gatsby deep diving show. Just have summer function shows on Friday nights. That's going to be like a wrap up where we can showcase what people have done uh, in addition to the group coaching and the um, private webinar where you mm -hmm. get more of that um, mentoring yeah. and help. So we might probably still do it as that show then if nobody buys. But crossing my fingers, people will buy. <laughs> <laughs> I, is there a limit of like only like 10 places or so? Or is it open for everyone? So the lowest the lowest tier, attire, tier, tier, I guess it's called, will be open, I think, unlimited, because that's that's gonna be the webinar where you get access to the the live webinar where I show you how I would solve the challenges that we put up every week. Um, and you can ask questions in the chat that is more real time than on YouTube where it's like a 30 second delay. So it will feel like you actually have, you know, access and no ads on YouTube or the ads you would get on YouTube. So that would be on the lowest one. So I haven't decided either. I'm going to max it at like 30 or 40 or have it unlimited. I haven't decided. And then for the group setting, I'm thinking like max of 10 and then maybe have one kind of Europe time and one US time or a morning US, which is nighttime here and then a morning here in Europe. Um, yeah, so those are the things I have to finalize before I then put up the prices again and actually push this out to the people uh, this weekend. What yeah, do you think? So, okay. What do you think? Yeah, so, I mean, sounds good to me. I I, I think that makes sense, uh, especially like limiting group sizes for for the the group coaching is probably a smart idea because you don't want to have like. Well, of course, you want to have like as many people as possible paying you, but like for <laughs> group coaching, it gets kind of awkward and difficult to handle when it's like a big group of like I don't know thirty people or so. Mm. Yeah, so I think but for yeah, I like it. 
for masterminds that I've been a part of, it's been like five to six people, which is a really nice size actually, because everybody gets to um, participate and and we can show each other. My idea is that people will then come with their code or questions that they've had with the challenge, and then the group could help out um, with the with the challenge, and I can help out, and we can, or they can just show off what they've done if they manage to do it on their own kind of as an accountability group as well so I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to phrase exactly what the group coaching session workshop open office hours i don't know what to call it <laughs> and exactly um what it will include but i'll get it done by friday or saturday hopefully yeah i was also i'm now that you, you're talking about this a little bit more in detail like i'm wondering if like from past experience with like group coachings, it's always hard to get people to volunteer to show their solution and stuff like that. Um, when you're lucky, there's like one or two who are like, yeah, I don't mind. I just uh, share my screen or whatever, mm -hmm. go into the front and show what I did. But from past experience, like it's hard. Yeah. <laughs> Usually it's, you ask for who wants to present and it's like quiet and, everyone's looking at their feet and <laughs> <laughs> yeah even if they need help because i was thinking if you need help then you kind of want to show it so that you can get the help but maybe not if you're like an introverted I, developer i have a feeling that yeah like if you're more of an introverted developer like mm. if you need help that's probably even more of a reason to not <laughs> <laughs> well good points good points because actually in the, my first draft i said that you needed to submit the questions beforehand because then i was thinking maybe a little bit of a bigger group so if we say if i do then limit groups at 10 so 10 for each slot or only do one slot because it is my summer any you know i might just do one slot and then some people won't be able <laughs> to to get it but um my idea was that you would submit questions in advance so you could then email us and then maybe share your code and then i could take that code and then show a solution but i didn't i wouldn't have to say who had the problem yeah. it could be like yeah, somebody kinda... had this problem i would solve it this way and then if that person wants to they could follow up and ask more questions but if they want to stay hidden they can then just like not say anything i think that's a good idea too yeah to have to have an option for people to submit their questions but be sure that they won't be singled out in a way mm -hmm. like I'm, i mean usually people always have the same problems and uh, it's not like they're the only one who didn't get a certain concept or something like that but i think there's the fear of like asking a question and then being the only one who had that question and mm -hmm. feeling dumb about it yeah yeah, and I don't know the range of experience that will be. So the challenges will be quite open, so you can solve them in a way that serves your needs and your skill levels. But they all have need to, or they all need you to make um, Gatsby function a serverless function to make it work. But the mm -hmm. prompts are quite open. So the first one is collect emails on your website. And then you could, of course, send them to user list, <laughs> or you could send them to a Google Sheet. You could send them to a database. You could do whatever you want with that email. And the use case can also be what you need. So it could be newsletter sign up, but it could also be event RSVP, or it could be um, a submission of some sort, like a waiting list submission or um so I'm hoping that people can like roll with it a little bit and like make stuff that they that they need. But if they have a hard time coming up with things, we will give them like a clear challenge. Like, you know, take a take a email and put it into <laughs> a database or something like that. So they actually get get it done. So yeah. That's the plan. Um, that sounds like a good idea. Yeah. Because I, I wanted to be one, yeah. One thing I'd also do is like during the sign-up process, ask them to self-rate their experience level because mm -hmm. that might help with, with with forming groups. Like if yeah. you're, like if you get like super mixed group of like some super advanced people and some who are just starting out and have no experience with any any mm -hmm. of that stuff, then mm. maybe it's not a good idea to have them in the same group because like <laughs> no. one feel, will feel bored <laughs> and the other feel overwhelmed. And I don't know. Huh? This is good. This is this is good coaching. 
Thank you, Ben. No, that's super. No, it's a it's a good um, good insight. And also, I've made it so it says in the copy that it's for your existing Gatsby site. So I'm hoping to kind of uh, not attract the people who are trying to learn programming, like. They yeah. would have some experience, at least with setting up their own Gatsby site, making some React components. And if you can make React components, you know JavaScript at least a little bit so that it, you will be able to make these functions that are then vanilla JavaScript in on the yeah. on, on uh, the server so that we don't have to start at like that level of how do we, you know, how do we, so it's not a big, it's not really for big, for beginners, beginners, it's for either people have learned to code using Gatsby, so they're experienced with Gatsby, but maybe not experienced coders, or experienced coders wanting to learn kind of React through Gatsby and have set up their own blog or whatever with Gatsby. I'm feeling like those those are the two kind of yeah main targets. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess it's probably less of a problem in that case than it sounds like the 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 audience is pretty well defined and yeah, I, I guess, so. but it's hard to convey and copy yeah. on a landing yeah. page. Yeah, for sure. But at least I have yeah. like your existing Gatsby site and then I'll have a little FAQ. Do I need to have a Gatsby site? Yes, you need to have a Gatsby site mm -hmm. or at least set up a Gatsby site before we start. Like, yeah. We will not help yeah. you with that part. Um, Do you have a good way of reaching the Gatsby community to promote this? Yes, yeah, so I know that Gatsby will promote it. Okay, that's 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 great. <laughs> so I feel like that's one of the major, <laughs> the major problems you might run into. Yeah, so I think but we'll if get. You have a there, that's good. I think we'll get good distribution. So if it fails, it's like solely because people do not want to learn things from me, or they don't like my copy. <laughs> It's like, I, I don't think I can blame it on like not getting the solution or not getting the word out. I then have to like, it, it's me in that case. Well, good thing you have a plan there. I think that's yeah. the most important part. <laughs> so crossing my fingers that I don't have to spend my summer being sad. Nobody wants to have fun with me this summer, which is kind of the premise. <laughs> we are we are saying like, join the fun and learn summer or learn Gatsby functions this summer. Because I want it to be like a high energy kind of fun vibe like we have on our show as well. Um, that's something I can contribute with in the uh, dev community. So, so you are committing to launching this this weekend? Yes, I am. <laughs> good, good. That's that's the spirit. That's what I wanted to hear. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, I actually oh, have a, cool. I have a coaching call with Jonathan Stark tomorrow night. So I will have... Um, I will have my stuff done by then and then tweak it a little bit. And then it's nice. live. <gasps> and let us know how it's going next week or the week after. I, th yeah. I think you mentioned you're on vacation next week. so Yeah, we um, might be in the car. If we have managed to get all the way to the cabin or all the way to the parking, parking spot and then gotten the boat to take us out to the island and gotten up all the way into the cabin and packed out the mic I will, I will be here. <laughs> but if not, <laughs> I that will not. Unlikely. <laughs> <laughs> but well, I can anyways. then. I'll send you a little letter, like I wanted Brian to do, and you can read out my like summer uh, letter from the island. That sounds like a plan. Let's do that. <laughs> yeah. Are we now going cool. into your productive week? I've been trying to like toss <laughs> yeah, the ball can, over we, to you for 40 minutes you <laughs> can do this now yeah 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 i mean it's uh, probably looks more productive from the outside than it actually was um i feel like i've felt, been slacking off a little felt, bit you said you felt productive which is the best part yeah i guess that's yeah that's the part that counts um uh, at least, like, there was a lot of output. Let's put it that way. <laughs> we shipped stuff. Yay! Uh, namely, we shipped uh, a big update to our Zapier integration. Um, basically motivated by uh, the, the Zapier integration being reviewed that quickly. 
last week I spent a lot of time or a bunch of time adding more like more trigger types um, to the SAP integration. So now almost all of the triggers that are available as like automation triggers inside of user list are now also available on Sapier to to do stuff elsewhere. So we added um, a trigger for new custom events from companies and, and users, as well as events when users or companies join or leave segments, which feels like this is the power feature of user list uh, anyways. And you can now like forward that event to to other tools. So that's pretty exciting. I mean, it looks super slick. When I saw the tweet, I was like, yes, of course, this is how it sh like, should be. Like, it looks, as I said, the no-coders will be happy. You should try to reach out to some of them. Um, there are yeah, some like, yeah, big should. personalities in the space that you could try we are, to get on board. We're currently working, working on some more uh, SAP templates for like uh, examples on what people could do. And uh, we're planning to... Uh, improve our knowledge base a little bit because now just now our third integration so it feels like we it's finally okay to have an integrations category in our <laughs> knowledge base <laughs> so i think that's that's a couple of the things we, we're still doing before we are officially launching it but mm -hmm. yeah like it's it's getting exciting and the funny thing is now like whenever we like ship an update almost immediately afterwards we have like ideas for like five new things that we should mm. probably add. <laughs> so, well, uh, currently this is version 1.1 and I already started working on 1.2. Mm. Probably going to ship that later this week. Um, mm. So, yeah, it's exciting. Well, it looks like um, you have a solid foundation since you're you're able to ship these features for Sapier. Like it looks, from the outside, it looks like your code base is pretty solid like foundation of the code base is solid since you're able to I do these so. <laughs> these uh you can be so productive with the sapier integration yeah like i think the the critical part is like i think i finally got the the backend implementation on our side in a good enough state and now everything is as i said like just reusing the triggers we're already using elsewhere it's all hooking into the same system and it's just like distributing the, the events to other places and yeah as you said that makes it super easy to add those those new trigger types pretty quickly that's that's kind of nice yeah yeah and um the other big thing i'm working on is um the double opt-in feature um i was able to to put some more work on uh, into it uh, last week and I finally have an implementation that doesn't suck as much as the first one. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I was finally feeling good enough about it to, to actually commit the code and add some tests to, to it and uh, push it to GitHub and there's already an open pull request. I'm not going to merge it yet because in the process I discovered like four more edge cases that I need to think about because it like having like un unopted in users in there like has weird effects on almost every other thing. Mm. But at least um at least the part about like hiding users from the UI and from the system is working well enough. Like I didn't end up using database views like I promised I'd do last week. But <laughs> uh anyways the, the solution we have now is is working decently i guess um so that's exciting uh but yeah as i said like new new challenges came up and i'm, I'm looking to the side here to my whiteboard where i started a list of things that i have to solve before we ship this <laughs> oh i'm <laughs> jealous about this drawing. whiteboard you need to take photos of that and put on twitter you need to see the whiteboard. yeah it doesn't it doesn't look that exciting uh but uh, that, it's useful stuff like that mm. Um, yeah, anyways, um, that's that part. Uh, I kind of wanted to have it shipped and by the end of last week, but yeah, it's still... But what it's are still all these weird... Done. Like, who knew that double opt-in was such a hard, hard thing? <laughs> let, me, let me check the whiteboard real quick. It's hidden, like the whiteboard is behind my door. So when the door is open, I don't see the whiteboard. So I have yeah. to close the door to be actually yeah. able to read it. So 
one thing that came up is um, right now, like as we talk, talked about last week, um, when you send a user via the API and, and mark them as like, hey, this user needs to double opt in, we send, like we store them in the database and send an email with like, here's your double opt in link. The thing is, what happens if they don't click that link within a reasonable amount of time? And then let's say a week later, they submitted a, a, a sign-up form on your website. Like there's, they're already in the system. We are already waiting for them to confirm, but they haven't yet. Are we sending them a new email? Yes. Are we just waiting for them to, to discover that old email? No, you send them a new um, email because it means they try to sign up again. Yeah, but so that's one way to do this and <laughs> it makes sense. But what if for some reason your app sends the same user update every five minutes? Do we send them an email every time? <laughs> <laughs> well, my app shouldn't do that. <laughs> yeah, your app shouldn't do that. I agree. But what if it still does? <laughs> So I get it. I get it. Yeah. Edge cases. People I guess do the, weird things with APIs. So yes. There has to be a way to like send those emails in a reasonable cadence. <laughs> um, have you I tested what the others do? Have you test have you like gone in and tried to sign up for a convert kit form like every have, three minutes? I have not tested that part yet. Um maybe I should, but then again, I don't really care. Because no. ultimately, what do they know? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, but sometimes when I, I get into these, yeah, edge cases that I suddenly think about when I'm yeah. like working, and then I'm, and then I think, well, this needs to be solved, and then I check with other applications, and it's like, oh, they just haven't solved it because obviously it's not happening that often. Otherwise, people would be complaining more yeah. and and sometimes obviously people are complaining and that's why you change between services <laughs> and amongst features and other things but sometimes yeah. at least when i go like into when i get, go into these like coding holes that sometimes i like find edge cases that like aren't really they're edge cases but they're not they're really edge cases they're edge edge cases yeah yeah they're and, super, like, super and rare, maybe yeah. you can ignore some of them I, I agree. There I'm are saying. probably some in there that I can ignore. I'm not entirely sure if I can ignore this particular one because no, it sounds like uh, this one might be important. Yeah. Um, then the other one that I discovered is so like we recently launched this companies feature where you can like group people into companies. Mm -hmm. And in the UI, we now show like a list of this is a company and those are the users that belong to that company. And what do we do with users that haven't opted in yet? Like, mm -hmm. They should probably be invisible, even though they are already added to the company and stuff like that. And what happens to events like people, like a user joined the company, user left the company, like all of that stuff now has to kind of respect the fact that they are not opted in yet and officially don't exist yet. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's probably one of those things that aren't a super bad edge case, but it feels like we should at least think about the solution and then be either okay with explicitly not solving it <laughs> yeah. or at least trying to come up with a halfway decent uh, decent solution. Same thing, by the way, for um, events that happen, like events can be connected to both a user and a company. Mm -hmm. So should they be ignored until the user is opted in or should they just pretend the user doesn't exist and stuff like that? So those are the things. Um, I have to solve, yeah. And then the last one, and it's probably one where where your opinion would be interesting, is should double opt-in be a setting? Um, like, should this be something that you can en enable and disable on your account? Because, like, it's not required by law everywhere around the world. It's just like, of course, you need to have it in Europe and stuff like that. But um, in the US, if you feel like you don't want like this conversion uh, conversion rate uh, breaking thing in there, you might want to just disable it. So now yeah. we're 
You're wondering talk- if we should have a setting and what should be the default setting for the setting. <laughs> yeah. No, we talked we um we talked a little bit about it last week about how I would like to be able to override it at any point through the API. So I could even if you now have a setting and you say that it should be a double opt-in, if I say that they're opted in through an API point, then it should ignore that the setting. So I can add users that I've already created. If they create an yeah. account and they log in and they toggle a button to say, yes, I want the newsletter, then I'm not going to send them another, like double up another email to confirm that they toggled yeah. the button. So, yeah. um, but, so I keep comparing to ConvertKit because that's what I've been using. For them, it's like on every form. So you, there you have to add people to forms. So you create forms. And even if you are going to add them with the API, you have to add them to a form. You can also add them to a tag. Uh, and if you add them to a tag, then there is no double opt-in. If you add them to a form, then it depends on the form setting. So each form has a setting if it should be double opt-in or not. So you can yeah. create forms that you embed on your site or that you use with your API that then where you disable double opt-in yeah. for that form. But they have a different kind of system of how you're adding people because you're adding them to these forms because you can have multiple newsletters. Yeah in in one um in one account which i guess you could do with your um system as well because you can add uh, you could have a custom field that would just be like a comma separated list of the newsletters they're subscribed to or separate yeah. um separate custom fields for each for each newsletter newsletter but for them at least the uh the option is connected to the form and not to the whole account. Yeah, I think we're still going to have that part, like that you can like decide on a per form level mm-hmm. and also like have a way to to send it uh, like as an option via the API. Mm-hmm. But do you feel like we need to have like a global setting? No, because I, I like the uh, ConvertKit approach, which is it is on by default on all forms, just because that's good form. Mm-hmm. Like that's how you should do it. And then you can disable mm-hmm. it if you say, yeah, I have good reasons to disable this specific form. You Then you disable it on the form. But you don't, dis- do you, I don't think you can disable it for the whole account. Um, okay. And yeah, I feel like ethically that would be the correct way to do it. Like a little bit of friction for <laughs> to disable yeah. double opt-in if you're not using an API where you're saying like this is my user and you know you have you can say this is a user who's logged in. So we're gonna do to because I guess double opt-in is mostly to um in case somebody signs somebody else up. Yeah. So so if I some sign somebody else up for your newsletter, then if then that yeah, person never confirms. But as long as it's my users that I have control over, like it makes no sense to double opt in because <laughs> they are my users already. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Maybe, maybe even we just, hmm, maybe just have it on the form as a setting and have it default to off everywhere else. Hmm. Yeah, I'll think. I'll yeah, think that more would be similar to then convert kids because if you add people to a tag, then they don't go through a form. And if they don't go through a form, double opt in is not on. Yeah. Because for in convert kit two, you can create and the double opt in message, the text in the email is different for each form. Yeah. Yeah, that's what we're thinking of yeah. doing as well. <laughs> I'm your convert kit spy. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah <my> it's <laughs> sometimes it's good to like get some like first-hand experience on how, how other people solve this and there's always this weird like dynamic between of course like for one thing like I, I i don't think like copying what other people do or other products do is necessarily a good thing mm-hmm. um and I, I firmly believe that like you should just like try to come up with the best solution you can on your own or like yeah. with your knowledge but the, the the flip side of this is like if your solution is unique enough that nobody else 
gets it because they're so used to something yeah. else. It's probably also not a good solution. So yeah, there's a there's a fine line between just like kept I mean, copying it, every stupid mistake from other products or or just like being too unique of a butterfly of products that nobody gets it. <laughs> I mean, you have that great expression that is um people say Pablo Picasso said it, good artist copy and great artist steal. <laughs> And there's some debate yeah. about what that means, but when you kind of steal, you make it your own, right? So you could say it's both that you steal, you know, it, but you make it your own. It's a, or you just steal. It's it's up into debate, but I I like that quote. Yeah, yeah. Because if you're, because what you, it's kind of alludes to what you were saying too, but you need to understand why they've done it that way, and if that makes sense for your product, you're not just gonna like copy whatever they did without understanding it in your own context you have to understand it yeah. in your own context but um sometimes as you said it's good to see what other people do also from what users expect as you said because if you're yeah if i'm used to you i'm used to like convert kit and mailchimp and all those others and then yeah. suddenly i you know i end up sending end up becoming that intern in HBO because I didn't understand some <laughs> setting and user list, <laughs> then that's not good either for, um, for, for, for your case, you know? Yeah. Yeah. We might or might not have had a customer last week that sent <laughs> an email to the wrong, <laughs> to the wrong crowd. <laughs> not entirely sure why that is. If it was a problem with the product or yeah. something else, but, uh, yeah. This happens to us as well. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it happens to everyone. And I also heard, I mean, for HBO, it's a great marketing opportunity. And I've heard that before, even so much so that I think I've seen in some like marketing kind of playbooks that sending a wrong email and by you do it not as a mistake, you do it consciously, you send an email that looks wrong because then you can follow up with an email that is like, oh, sorry, we sent the wrong email because people will open that email. Mm -hmm. You know, they won't open the, the regular weekly email, but they'll open the, oh, sorry, we made, you know, we sent you the wrong email email. <laughs> so it's actually like a good marketing thing because then you can send the apology email and that gets higher open rates than your regular emails. Think I'd about that the next time you get a wrong email. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, maybe. Well, I feel like if you if you overdo this one, <laughs> that might backfire. <laughs> oh, it might. But uh, I've like after I heard somebody talk about that, it's uh, it always when I get like two or three emails in a row from some of these like gurus where it's like, oh, I, I sent the wrong date or you know something like that. I'm like, mm -hmm. what did you? Did you? <laughs> I don't know anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now you planted an idea in my mind. Like next time I'm getting an email like this, you're I know be, what's going on. Yeah, you feel like, yeah, right. That was an error. Marketing ploy. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, I guess as makers, we, I, sometimes I can be a little too cynical. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like you happens. see behind, you see behind the kind of the, the, the playbook um, of these companies. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah. That reminds me of the, Hey, I'm the founder of so-and-so. I just noticed you signed up and I thought I'd reach out. And I'm like, mm, yeah, yeah sure. you didn't. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> and especially since I just replied to your first email with a question and then Two days later, I get the, hey, I saw you just sign up, but no reply to my question from two days ago. <laughs> so, no, I don't think you just saw me <laughs> sign up. Uh, that makes yeah. me always super conscious when I'm, when I'm actually sending an email like that, where I notice that someone signed up and I'm now writing them a personal note. I always try to make it as obvious that this is really a personal note, <laughs> yeah. But it's not 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 as easy. <laughs> no, it's not easy. Like yeah, when you do it for yeah, when you're actually emailing somebody manually, yeah, yeah. yeah that's yeah. These things get hard because they, they get exploited so fast. So yeah, you know the I got an um, postcard from Odair, which is a mon uptime monitoring that I signed up for, which mm -hmm. was really nice, and it was printed. 
so it, it wasn't handwritten. So it was obviously, you know, sent as a as a part of an automation, but it was really nice. I liked it. It was like, it's nice to get a card these days. Like it's whatever else do I get in the mail? Yeah. Um, but then I've seen, you can also get the same kind of card, but handwritten. And who knows how my handwriting as a founder is. So if you listener ever get a handwritten postcard from a founder, I am here to, 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 um, I don't know, uh, break, smear, whatever, that illusion as well, because it's probably not handwritten by the founder. It's written by a hand, automated handwritten postcard service. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I, I have a friend. I'm not sure, entirely sure if I'm allowed to name like to name him. Uh, then then regard, you say you can name them because then we don't know. Yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> like, well, anyways, the point is, like the company they worked at or work at, yeah. um, they basically built robots to put handwritten notes on like their, uh, I think they sent like reports or something like uh, to to people and it would add like a personal note on all of them written by a robot. Yeah. <laughs> so that's like the, next level stuff. <laughs> it's like, because I was like, oh, I want to send postcards. But then I was like, well, they're just going to think it's hand, like it's automated. And I'm not going to spend all this time writing handwritten notes. And then it turns out like everyone who gets them think they're automated. But maybe not everybody thinks that way. Maybe it's just me. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's exactly the point you made earlier. Maybe we're just too cynical. Yeah. Um, like being in this makes us like not appreciate any of it. <laughs> I'll have the intern her six draw uh, thank you notes, I think. That could work. Maybe I should automate her. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> kids drawing, automated kids drawing to look like you. No, sorry, we're on a tangent. I'm sorry I took us on that. Or not sorry that I took you on the tangent. Now everybody <laughs> knows that all these cute things are just automated. <laughs> or maybe not or maybe not <laughs> if they come from me they're not automated <laughs> or maybe nice. they are okay <laughs> do you have anything else you want to talk about or should we wrap it up for this week we could uh wrap it up i think okay yeah cool then um thanks for being on the show again and uh well, where I'm thanking you, you're a co-host now. You're obliged to yes, be there. I'm obliged um, to be here. It's a nice obligation. Um, it's a nice obligation. Good, good. I got a lot well, of out then, of it. Yeah. I'm, I can't wait until I need to discuss code, like actual coding problems. I feel like I could get a lot of help from you. So that will be fun when that I, comes. I have no idea about Gatsby whatsoever. So don't get your hopes up. No, well, I don't know anything about whatever database provided you have chosen we still had some good conversations about double opt-in true yeah yeah well done um maybe talk to you next week and if not uh, see you in two weeks <laughs> <laughs>